The Canucks go for their fifth straight victory tonight. And we're going to give you eight reasons why they can't stop winning games. You know we're winning today. It's Begsy. It's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, 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 and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show today, we want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your very first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow is to listen every day and subscribe. Kyle, it was a big day for you yesterday. Not only did we record our first uh, episode of Locked On Canucks of the week, but uh, your quarterback uh, got traded to the New York Jets. So you know, he's after not having... traded yet. He's not traded yet. Oh, he's not traded yet. Oh, you didn't, you didn't know that. To worry about. You didn't to worry know about. that. You didn't know that. Man. No, no, he's. I was, I was relying on you for my Green Bay Packers news. No, no, no. We'll we'll talk more about that later. He's not traded yet, but it's you know it's it's probably gonna happen anytime soon now. But it's not a Kyle Balance show. It's a, it's a Canucks show, and it's a show for the people. We'll get to the comments at the end of the show because, yeah, we save the best for last. Go Canucks, go. Hey, man, I uh, I woke up this morning, and, uh, yeah, for, for whatever reason, I was disappointed that this whole Bedard thing is not going to happen. <laughs> Who's saying it's not going to happen? No, it's man. not going to happen. On, it's not going to happen. The Canucks, are winning. the Canucks are winning <laughs> games. They're going to keep doing this, and, you know, the more and more I think about it, it just makes all the sense in the world. Thatcher Demko, ultra competitive, right? Ultra competitive, coming back from injury. He had the naysayers. He probably wants to, you know, make up for all that, all that crap, all that crappy play from the beginning of the season. Then you got Pedersen, who sort of needs a new deal, kind of at the end of the season. If you, if you want to play that card, you know, he 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 has something to play for, and. He wants to get to 100 points, and then you have Kuzmenko doing his thing and Miller playing better under Tockett and Quinn Hughes doing his thing. The Canucks are going to – I feel as – how many more games did the Canucks have? 17? 17 to go. 17 more games left. I'm predicting that the Canucks go 12-5. and five. Yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, if you look at their schedule, let's see. You're thinking 12 wins while they play uh, the Coyotes, they play the Ducks, they play the Sharks, they play the Blackhawks. They play the Blues. That's five. Mm-hmm. They play the Flames twice right out of the playoffs, six, seven. They play mm-hmm. the Blackhawks, eight. Coyotes, nine. Mm-hmm. Ducks, ten. So mm-hmm. ten of their last 17 games are against non-playoff teams. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's you know, 12 would be a lot. Um, but I would say it's probably pretty realistic right now. Uh, and I think for me, the main thing is, you know, are they going to climb the standings any further? Because right now I think there's a pretty – Good chance they finish as the ninth worst team in the NHL. Um, but man, I will say Detroit got weaker at the deadline. I know the Canucks are, you know, they're they're still quite a bit of, uh, uh, below Detroit, depending on how you look at it. Um, but they're they're nine points back right now. They played one less game. But again, this Canuck team is rolling. This Wings team is floundering a bit. So well, let's do it. I'm man. just hoping they don't catch them. Let's just do it right now. Let's just do another draft simulator right now. We might as well. We might as well because you never know. Maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can get there. Right? Maybe we can get to a point where we get super, super lucky. So let's let's prove it. Right now, we have the eighth best best chances. I think at 
at winning this thing, and uh, I'm, I'm going to click it, okay? Let's see what we get. Because you never know, okay? Vancouver, you never know. We could have the ninth or eighth worst record, and we could still win this, right? Right? No. But, Where but we Washington, we, we, we stayed at, no, we went down to number nine because Washington jumped up all the way to number one. Wow. From like 10th or 11th worst? Uh, I don't even know. They went up 10 spots, so 11th, yeah. So you never, actually, so, Holy. yeah, okay, you never know, right? You never know. It could, still, it could still happen. Okay, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Um, in, in case anyone's curious, uh, according to the Athletics 2020, the latest uh, prospect rankings for 2023, left winger Colby Barlow is the ninth uh, selection in the draft. So he's risen from number 18, and his player comparable is Carter Verhage. So, well, again, not quite uh, not quite Connor Bedard, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to lie. Have I heard of this dude before? No, I have not. It's pretty close. But apparently he's the ninth overall pro- prospect, according to the Athletic. Um, but that could be the guy Are that you serious? Dr- draft. Is, did you just say that his comparables to another dude named Connor, like Connor Verhage or whatever? No, no Carter. Carter, Carter uh, Verhage. For the Florida Panthers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, anyways, not a Panthers, um, but that, that, hey, not a Panthers show, not even a Connor Bedard show. It's a Canuck show, man. It's a Canuck show. It could be a Connor Bedard show. <laughs> In fact, I'm sure we're going to talk about him a few more times before those, uh, that, lottery, that uh, draft lottery happens. But, you know, a guy like Colby Barlow could very well be a guy that Canucks draft. You know why? Because they can't stop winning games. And I wanted to go through eight reasons why they can't stop winning games uh, on today's episode of Locked On Canucks to kick things off. Number number one on my list is the goaltending is way better. Way better right now. So the Canucks basically had league-worst goaltending for most of the season. Um, and even when Rick Tockett came and it was Dealey and Martin for a bit there, their, their even strength save percentage was around like 84, 85%. Like that was bad for the 1980s. It's atrocious in today's NHL. Um, but since uh, since Demko and um, Archer Seelovs have started some games, so they've each played five games uh, since Tockett's been in charge. Seelovs has a 9.08 save percentage, like pretty good for a 21-year-old rookie. Thatcher Demko, 9.28, and he's 4-1 and one since returning to the lineup. So those guys have made a huge difference. Uh, Kyle, let me tell you something else that's made a huge difference. The penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Are they good at killing penalties? No, they're still pretty mediocre at it. But they have scored nine shorthanded goals in 19 games since Tockett took over. They've scored so many shorts, you probably don't even remember them all, Kyle, do you? Well, they've all pretty much come recently. That's what it feels like. And Miller's got, yeah, what, 60% scored... of them? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I had it in front of me a second ago. The Canucks have scored uh, 11 shorthanded goals this season. And nine of them have come since Rick yeah. Tockett's been here. That's a, that's a lot, man. And I can't believe Rick Tockett's been here for already... 19 games. I guess that's one of the other reasons, too, why the Canucks are winning games. It's because Tockett is doing his thing, you know? He's talking it. He's walking it. Because I, I feel as if going into the hiring, I didn't believe the uh, the coach the coaching bump would be a thing. I really doubted it with how low this team was playing. For real, the morale was super, super low. And even when he got in here right away, we barely saw any differences, but again, I think we're we're definitely seeing that coaching coaching bump. And man, <laughs> that's oh, all man. I can this, say to that. I'm telling you, man, this Aaron Rodgers news uh, is rattling you for the week. Like you, you started the show talking about how we're not getting Bedard. You just sound sad. Are you okay, bro? It's gonna be okay. Uh, the Packers the... don't need Aaron Rodgers, man. It's all good. Oh man, it's all good. Oh man. <laughs> um, 
I want to ask you about this quickly. One of the reasons I have for the Canucks winning so many games is that Pedersen, Hughes, and Miller like basically aren't leaving the ice. Mm-hmm. Like even on the weekend, Hughes takes a, a pucker, a high stick to the face, and he played 25 minutes and he had to leave for repairs. Yeah. Do you think PD, Hughes, and Miller are playing too much right now? Hmm. That's a that's a good question. Are they playing too much? Because these are pretty much meaningless games. Why would you want to risk some wear and tear going into next season? I know Miller just turned thirty years old, which is the new forty six in the NHL. It's a, it's a it's a good question, but <laughs> that is one of the biggest reasons why they're going to be winning games too. Because I don't think Tockett is going to be changing up that game plan. And I think Jeff Patterson said this last week, and it really made me sad, bro. It made me sad because he said. He said this, that the Canucks are not going to lose a lot of games if they're playing these bad teams and Quinn Hughes is playing half the game. If Pedersen is playing, you know, more than one-third of the game and same thing with JT Miller. It's, so it's it's like, yeah, obviously they're going to be winning games, man. It's it's something else. And I feel as if, again, the individual statistics in the long run, they don't really, they don't really matter, you know? It's all about team wins and winning cups, winning playoff rounds, and doing it together as a team. But in a meaningless year like this where you're not getting to the playoffs, guys like Quinn Hughes and Pedersen, bro, you got to pad the stats. You got to do it. Because, you know, we have things we want to do off the bucket list. I'm sure Quinn Hughes wants to be a point-per-game defenseman in the NHL, which is incredible. 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 He might do it 80 points, 82 points, 83 points. He might do it this season. And Pedersen, obviously, is just on a tear, and he's on pace to having one of the best seasons in Canucks history. And it's uh, it's a lot of things. And you got Kuzmenko, again, we mentioned this off the top of the show, being on his wing, who wants to pick up the goals too. So it's, they're playing too much. Probably if we, you know, want them to, well, you know, go lower in the standings, you know, maybe get back to that fifth or sixth spot. But again, it's not going to happen because they're playing too much. Yeah, yeah, they are they are playing way too much. And then, you know, we, we just set it off the top. You know, they play a good chunk of really bad teams down the stretch. It'd be a good time to get Paul Coles in some more minutes. He played eight minutes the other night. Maybe get Jack Rathman up for a game. I know it's been that kind of feels like beating a dead horse, but you know, it's the time to like see what your younger guys can do. Like, why are you playing these guys 25 minutes a night? It doesn't doesn't make any sense. Um, because it's kind of dovetails into point number four. Um, but Miller has re- rediscovered his game a bit under Rick Tockett. You know, those glaring errors aren't there as much. He's back up over a point per game since Taka took over. Um, he just looks like a more well-rounded player right now. Uh, he's actually looking good at center, which wasn't happening under Bruce Boudreaux. So we kind of theorize that he might uh, get a bit of a boost under Tockett. Do you think it's just a new coach bump call? Or do you think there's something to be said about JT, you know, finding his game under Tockett? Seems like a prideful individual, JT Miller, that is. And he's heard the noise and he's going to get paid a lot more next season and I hope that he remains super prideful and intact with what Rick Tockett is giving him as far as information goes and habits and whatnot because that might be the the biggest win of the season if this guy actually learned how to play center the right way towards the end of the season so he can bring that into the new year because if that that happens bro if that happens like let's say this happens right let's say Rick Tockett actually teaches JT Miller how to play center properly, that's a huge win. That's a huge win for the Canucks because there's still one or two or three or four more good years than JT Miller. I believe that. I believe that. He's an offensive workforce for real. And, again, if he knows how to play center, that means Pedersen's at number one. That means Miller's at number two. And that means a lot of teams don't have a one-two punch like that down the middle. 
and that's what the Canucks wanted to be their strength going into the season. It didn't really work out like that, even when they had Horvat and Pedersen doing their things, playing elite at the center position. But again, going into next season where they've already committed. They've committed that. It's playoffs or bust. That's a huge, huge win. So, yeah, talk it. Keep teaching Miller how to play center. Yeah, 100%. I mean, another, you know, there's been a few guys who have had a bit of the talk at bump. And, you know, one of my reasons for the Canucks winning games is that there's been a bottom six boost as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I mentioned Pod Coles only played eight minutes the other night, but he's looked really good under Rick Tockett. Like, mm-hmm. he's looking like that NHL player that we saw towards the end of last season, even if the points aren't there right now. Uh, Aman and Joshua, we talked about them last week. You know, if you want to check out that episode, if you want to hear a little more Aman Joshua talk, it was the episode where we talked about uh, Fantilli and Mitchkov off the top. Go check it out, that episode of Locked On Canucks. Might as well. They've looked really good under Tockett, man. Uh, Like, even on Saturday, I know I was having a few beers, wasn't paying super close attention to the game, but Oman was a guy that stood out. And this is before I even knew he scored in the game. So, I mean, like, he was just making the making the little plays. And jo- Joshua in particular, he's got three goals, eight points in 19 games. Connor Garland's been playing on that line. He's got 13 points in 19 games. Well, I know he's not a typical bottom six guy, but, you know, he's basically playing on, like, a de facto third line right now, let's call it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's there's some bottom six boosts going on right now for, for quite a few guys. And, and as a whole, and this is point number six, the Canucks are allowing fewer chances under Tockett. Under Boudreaux, their expected goals against was uh, seventh worst in the NHL. This is including coaching changes. With Tockett, they're tenth, they're tenth best in terms of expected goals against. So they're allowing less chances, and the goaltending's been way better. Has been a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I heard a, a combination of those two things via Blake Price. I think off of Sick Harrison Price, and he said that even though Demko's save percentage is through the roof over the over his last handful of starts because of the fact that there hasn't been a lot of shots against his overall save percentage hasn't moved that much because it was so it was so horrid in the beginning of the season so it's but i mean that's that's surprising man again is that the coaching bump or is that fundamentals is is that the practice habits hey we better hope it's fundamentals we better hope it's fundamentals cuz again it's fundamentals over connor bedard that's what what happened here that is what happened when he made the move to put Boudreaux in front of the world as this scapegoat, you know, for real, for real, as this, it was just a weird time. If they kept Boudreaux, there's probably a chance that we're, we're, you know, we're on that path to Bedard. But again, Connor Bedard and fundamentals way up there. Bedard number two, fundamentals number one. There you go, bud. Uh, I got two more points and then we'll, uh, we'll get to the second segment of the show on today on uh, locked on Canucks. My, my seventh point is a bit mean, but it's, Oliver Ekman Larson isn't playing big yeah. minutes. I mean, in fact, he's injured right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I wow. will say he was averaging 19 minutes a game, which is below his season average under Tockett. Um, again, this is plus minus, but he was minus six in nine games. I mean, Tyler Myers and Ekman Larson, everyone knows they've been atrocious this season. I think Myers has actually been pretty bad so far under Tockett as well. Like just having one <laughs> of those guys out of the lineup, even if it's for like Guillaume Brisois, has made a difference. I mean, it's... This is one of the biggest conundrums the Canucks have to solve is what do you do with Ekman, Larson, and Myers? Uh, and we will probably get to that later on in the offseason here on Locked on Canucks. My last point, and this is deja vu, Kyle. There's no pressure. There's no pressure oh. right now. What did we see last year? The Canucks won games when there was no pressure. What happens when the pressure's on, Kyle, huh? What's going to happen to this team? Dude, that's that's a great point. Why is this team succeeding again when there's no pressure on? That's... That's 
That's something else, man. In the beginning of next season, they got to do something, bro. They got to they got to do something, man. They got to do something to learn how to handle pressure, man. For real. They got to they got to all go to go to Port Coquitlam. I know there's this like fire fireman training course there where you can kind of go through a simulation and walk through a quote-unquote burning building and try saving people. They got to go into like environments like that and just learn how to handle pressure because you're bang on, bro. You're bang on. For real, for real. You're bang on. You can date, you know, to this core, you can date it back to even the end of the 2020 season where it got cut off short. In the beginning of that season, when nobody thought they were going to do anything, they were playing well. And as soon as they had, you know, as soon as they were in the mix, you know, fighting for a playoff spot, they were collapsing. And if it wasn't for COVID and the season stopping, I'm pretty sure the team wasn't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think most fans feel the same way. And, yeah. you know, at the beginning of 2020, 21, there was pressure. People are saying maybe this Canucks team can win the North Division. They just came off of almost going to the conference finals and they were terrible. So, um, again, I think point number one in terms of the goaltending being really good and point number eight in terms of there being no pressure are the two biggest reasons the Canucks are are winning games right now and can't stop winning games for that matter. Uh, coming up in uh, the second part of today's episode of Locked On Canucks, we want to talk about some Elias Pedersen comparables. So shout out to uh, Ella96 on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, but before we talk about Elias Pedersen, we need to tell you that the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Whoa. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Well, Kyle, I know what FanDuel does have on the website. I'm, I'm curious if they have any wagers on where John Moran's going to land up. <laughs> I did read this morning that he's been waived by the Memphis Grizzlies, which is just a crazy No, he isn't. There. Are you serious? Yeah, I read this morning that he got waved. No, I could be wrong. No, this is just Twitter news. Yo, I just saw it right you, before we you hopped got, on. You, I guess there is an appearance. You look it up while I finish this no ad read. You look it up while I finish this I guess there that's is. Your, that's your Vancouver Grizzlies waving Yeah, there you go. There's no way. No, he's undergoing counseling, bro. He's not getting get waved. Go There's No, no, he's not waved, okay? Incorrect information, fake news from Trevor Bags. Trying to cause up a stir. I like the connection, though. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Vancouver Grizzlies, the connection was nice, but you got... You got fooled, man. You got fooled. Oh, it's the NBA Central. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I see. I see. It's okay, oh. man. We're not big NBA guys here. Sometimes that can happen to us. That, that was funny, though. That was funny. There's no way an organization <laughs> would drop John Moran just because he's waving the gun around, okay? Interesting. This is, this is, uh, this is some play. Wins. Now, now I'm really going down the rabbit hole, eh? It's okay. That was, oh, that was like, funny. Multiple that was people funny. ended up tweeting this out. That's hilarious. That was, that was something else, man. Anyways, not novice NBA fan here. Um, I don't know much about the NBA, but I do know that FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay bets with okay. the NBA. Okay, wow. So don't so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I'm gonna place my first bet of the year tomorrow. I'm going to make a fat parlay, pay off all my debt, and buy a car with my winnings. And buy groceries. For real. A car and groceries. I know. You're really asking for a lot, buddy. I know, man. I know, man. Groceries are something else right now. For real, for real, for real. But that's why you got to use FanDuel so you can buy groceries. For real. 
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So we wanted to talk about in segment two some Elias Pedersen comparables, and that was, you know, yesterday we we when we tweeted out the episode, we mentioned that we touched on Pedersen in segment three, but you know, maybe it wasn't enough Pedersen talk for some people. So, you know, I, I have one comparable in mind. It's it's one that everyone's heard before. But before I get to that, I just wanted to mention the top five comparables for Elias Pedersen based on hockey references similarity scores. Um, now this is you know numbers based obviously it's based on position it's based on kind of the career arc to the through the first few seasons of his career and i believe they actually stopped doing this prior to this season so some of these comparables you're gonna go what the heck is going on and some of them you're gonna go oh dang that's pretty uh that's pretty complimentary so in terms of the top five and i'm actually gonna skip over johnny gang because i've never heard this player in my life johnny gang <laughs> um played in the 1930s so let's Whoa, we're skip over dude, him. sorry sick. johnny gignon sorry um so that was it's recognizable names for the listeners okay i'm a hockey nut if i don't know this guy i doubt anyone else is going to know him so yes sir johnny gignon thanks for your contribution to the nhl but i'm i'm, I'm leaving you off this Pedersen comparable list okay so number five on Pedersen's top comparables simone gagne number four joe sakic okay number three jordan eberly Number two, Yarmer Yager. And number one, Paul Stasty. <laughs> Damn. So a, a bit of a mismatch there. Um, and, and again, I think it's because A, it's not taking this season into account. I think Hockey Reference stopped doing this after the 21-22 season. Yeah. And B, it's kind of like looking at your best and worst career arcs as well. And Pedersen had some slow moments, right? So you can see why. You know, Jordan Eberle had some lulls. Paul Stastny had some lulls. Simon Gagne had some lulls. Uh, but two of those guys, Yarmer Yager and Joe Sackick, those are like multi Stanley Cup winners, two of the best players like of a generation. So, yeah, Joe Sackick. Inter- interesting list right there. And Kyle, maybe I'll flip it to you and ask you who is maybe your top comp- comparable for Elias Pedersen off the top of your head, uh, or maybe a couple if you have them. Hey, playing style, I think, I think you mentioned this many times before, and I think the world has especially to those people who who watch hockey from the West Coast or hockey that's happening on the West Coast, even though you're on the East, it's Pavel Datsuk. That makes a lot of sense. I think when Pedersen broke into the league and I kind of saw what he was doing in the playoffs as well, he, he did kind of remind me of Nikita Kucherov sometimes too because sometimes Kucherov plays a little edgy as well, and Pedersen has that POS in him, okay? For real, he does, he does, he does. And, and another name I would use, not based on playing style, but based on arc, maybe Nathan McKinnon. Hmm. That's a really good one. I feel as if he has that Captain Serious type energy as well in him. So, I mean, I hope I hope we get that Yager, Sakic, McKinnon, Datsuk-esque type of career arc because that means the city's going to get cups, man, for real. How about you, man? How about you, you know? How about you? You watching a million yeah, hockey I, games a year, for real? What's I, I remember? I remember what four or five episodes ago. I pretty much said I don't think there's a player in the league that plays the game like Pedersen, for real, because of how hard he competes on every shift, yeah. what he can do with the puck. So it's hard for me to say who's a real comparison. Comparison, but again, I want to know who who you think is one. Yeah, this might sound a bit strange, but I'm actually going to go with Andre Kopitar. Nice. And I kind of see Pedersen as a more skilled, less defensively aware Andre Kopitar. 
Um, because it's it's hard to compare them in some ways because Kopitar is much bigger player. He's like 6'3, 230. Pedersen is, is not that. Um, but I just think Pedersen doesn't get the credit for how good of a defensive player he is. Mm-hmm. And in terms of his positioning in his own end, he doesn't have the strength like Kopitar does to uh, really shove guys out of the way. But in terms of positioning, like he's such a good, reliable two way player. Um, and in that way, just the the ability to play good defensively first and then create offense off the rush and, and in the offensive zone, that way he does kind of remind me of Andre Kopitar. So I will say I do think Pedersen probably finishes with the better career. <laughs> I hope he finishes with at least two cups, but I think we'd, we'd even take one in this market. But I don't know, man. How do you feel about Andre Kopitar? No, I like that. I like that, man. I like that. And I love how Andre Kopitar is still elite, elite down the road for real. For real, it's been a long time since he's been in the league and former Stanley Cup champ, multiple Stanley Cup champion, and yeah, super impressed with what he's been able to do for this long in his career. 100%. Well, we we love some good Pedersen comparables here on Locked On. And you know what else we love here on Locked On? Athletic Greens. I got to tell you, Kyle, like I was feeling like I had the dad bod, and I'm starting to feel a little lighter, a little more fit. Okay. A little more rejuvenated. Bringing sexy back. Take, yeah, bringing sexy back of athletic greens. Screw, Woo-hoo! screw, screw. Uh, JT. It's all about TB. For real, Trevor Bags. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! This JT Miller. Are you talking about JT Miller? It's his birthday. No, today, no, Justin happy Timberlake. Back. You know, I'm bringing oh, sexy back. Of hey, yeah, I said sexy back. Okay, my bad, my bad. Come By on, the man. way, happy birthday, JT Miller. Yeah. Happy 30th birthday, buddy. Um, you know, I, since I've uh, since I came back from vacation, I've been shaking off the dad bod, and part of me doing that has been by taking Athletic Greens. Beautiful. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG One, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole sourced, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Now, Kyle, I, I tell you all the time, but I woke up at 4 a.m. today just to write about Andre Kuzmenko. And, you know, I woke <laughs> up, you know, the head's feeling maybe maybe a little foggy, maybe I didn't sleep enough. But as soon as I took that scoop of Athletic Greens, I started feeling a lot better. Beautiful. You know, as a dad, I do need my sleep. I wasn't, I didn't go to bed on time last night, okay? Didn't get enough sleep. But I will say, Athletic Greens does support better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. When you use AG1, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance product. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Whoa. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Wow, dude. Insurance again. Who needs health insurance when you have athletic greens? <laughs> and who needs a day job when you got locked on Canucks? Trevor Beggs, for the listener, is blocking all these calls for his day job just so he can continue the conversation. With you guys, and this guy's a family, a family, but he's out here doing, doing the deed for the listeners, man, the listeners. Speaking of the listeners, let's go to some comments. We didn't have a lot of comments uh, on the last episode, so we want more for this episode. Drop some player comparisons in the bottom, in the comment section, to Elias Patterson, okay? Who, who do we miss? Who do you think looks a lot like Elias 
Pedersen. Let's give a shout out to Ella who called us out for giving us that uh, clickbait, giving the people the clickbait yesterday when we brought that up in the uh, the, the tweet. Right? We talked about Pedersen for maybe thirty seconds, but we put him in the tweet. Uh, speaking of another comment, I had this one right here. Uh, we talked about Aiden McDonough yesterday, and Matt does not see him making the team. It's pretty obvious why. It's because there's 47 wingers with one-way deals on the team already. I will say, like, I'll tell you right now, Aiden McDonough is going to play games for the Vancouver Canucks this season. If they wanted him to go play in the AHL, they would have structured his deal differently. The way it happens coming out of college is you basically sign an AHL trial contract and then just go play in the AHL. So the fact that he signed the two-year entry-level deal with the Canucks tells you that he is going to play games for the Vancouver Canucks. Now, I will say a couple points. If this was a good team, first and foremost, Aiden McDonough is probably not playing NHL games. But even then, you know, I'm curious who's going to come out of the lineup in his place. You know, right now, I'd say, like, some of the candidates would be Vitaly Kravstov, maybe. He hasn't looked great in the last few games. Um, I don't really think you're taking Joshua Garland out on that line. I don't think Pod Colson's coming out. Maybe Sheldon drives, but then who goes to center? So it's it's not really a straightforward situation. I'm not sure exactly who's going to come out in his place. Maybe Brock Besser. I want to talk about his struggles, but Ooh. yeah, I don't know. I, I, Aiden McDonough, I tell you, is going to play games at some point. I'm just not sure exactly what that looks like and who's coming out of the lineup. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think it's a good point, and I think you made a good point too. I mean, they pretty much signed this guy to make sure he got some games played, and I'm pretty sure they promised him the same thing, so he's going to play. Who's going to go out? I think it's Kratzoff. Yeah, probably Kratzoff. Yeah. I think uh, that that kind of fits fits the mold. That being said, I did hear, I did hear that Rick Tockett had a had a nice thing to say about him and uh, Pod, Pod Colson's. Uh, he compared chemistry. him to like a nineteen. I had to look up the cartoon he compared him to. I, what do you call him? I think he's called him like Mutt and Jerry or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Man. And you know, me and Kyle talk about getting older, but we're only we're only thirty. Okay. Hey, speaking so. of being thirty, man, let's end it on that note. Happy birthday, JT Miller. You said it a couple minutes ago. He turned thirty. We're about to t- turn thirty-two, and well, I mean, we're about to turn thirty as well. Beautiful. We should go out for a drink with JT, man. For real, because this is the show that's pumping his tires. Not Trevor. I, I'm pumping his tires, okay? Leave JT alone. Leave JT alone. Leave JT alone. We have two number one centers on this team, and it's because JT Miller is one of those number one centers. Thank you, Rick Tockett, for teaching JT Miller how to play center. That is why we're going we're gonna to finish either eighth or ninth next season. Yeah, thank you, JT Miller. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game. Locked On NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. Available on Audacity, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Been nice chat with you, Kyle. Canucks do play the Dallas Stars tonight. Another game, man. Four, oh, five we didn't wins. even talk about the game, bro. That's what, bro. I, are you serious? I saw something well, on the radio. Well, you want to spend ten minutes previewing a no, meaningless no, no. game? Okay, Halford and Bruff tweeted out how they're giving away free tickets today. Nobody, I like nobody was texting for the tickets. So this is Sportsnet six fifty saying, "Hey, you want to go to the game tonight? Blah blah blah. Let's text in. Be the fifteenth texter in, and you can win tickets." And Nobody was texting in to win those tickets because... Yeah, I'm, par- I'm telling you, man. Even at, when I covered the Ducks game last Wednesday, it was it was a quiet arena, man. I'm telling yeah. you. They were like, 
it was kind of sad the way they were trying to like artificially pump noise into the building Ooh, a little bit. You know, you're dark, dude. You keep saying these things. They're not gonna let you back in the building. Let's get out of here, man. My name's Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Beggs. Locked on Canucks every day. Do your thing. Shout out to our sponsors. And yeah, happy birthday, JT Miller. Peace. Shout out to you. Your locked on Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.